only taking what we need. Hello and welcome once again to the Nen Show podcast. I am your host, Crafts Dwarf, and this is my co-host, Mathwiz. Say hello, Mathwiz. So wait, I know we're going through the Avatar arc. Is this like the last airbender or is this the one with the blue people? What are we... <laughs> I wish. Like, maybe I would rather watch the movie again. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God. Okay, so... Do, doing things a little bit differently uh, this time. See, normally normally we respond to comments, but for context, uh, this was the best day I had to record. Um, it's Tuesday. I just, the, the last episode went up on Sunday, like literally two days ago. Um, to 49 hours to be precise. And so there's like, yeah, there's going to be comments, but uh, we're going to give you guys a little bit more time to respond. So how we are going to do it is we're going to discuss Fairy Tale Zero, and then the Avatar arc and the first few chapters of Alvarez, the the typical re- the, the reading for this stretch. Then we're going to do our arc rankings, our top five characters, and our top five fights as of this stretch. And then in Alvarez, we're going to do the comments from both episodes, Tartaros and Avatar and Fairytale Zero. Then we're going to do... um the actual discussion, and then we'll finish off with addendums, so we'll place Alvarez, we'll actually rank it, and then if we have any fights or char- fights from Alvarez or characters we appreciated more after Alvarez, we'll bring that up. And, uh, yeah. So, a little bit different this time, just it, it, the idea is to lengthen this episode and shorten uh, the Al- Alvarez one, because that's going to be, like, our longest stretch of chapters. Like, um, we've had some, like, 80-ish stretches, but this one's going to be, like, 90-ish. So, and it'll be the end, so that's always a long discussion in the first place, more or less. So, oh my god, we're almost over, for real. Ah, one more. <laughs> one more. So, getting right into the discussion with Fairy Tale Zero. Again, this is right where the anime placed it, uh, right in between, during the one-year time skip. Which, again, it kind of does that, like, Kakashi Gaiden effect, where it's like, it, it enhances the time passing. Though, I guess, like, in this case, it's like... That for the uh, manga, this was running monthly while the we, Majima was doing this on the side. He, he was doing Fairy Tale weekly, and he was also doing Fairy Tale Zero monthly. So like, goddamn, <laughs> we we talked about how much of a workaholic this fucking dude is. But Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, starting off, uh, Mavis in the guild Red Lizard. Um, we kind of get her. This is yeah the the backstory for Mavis and Fairy Tale, which comes up again in this reading. As a matter of fact, like I, I it was a uh, perfect timing for Fairy Tale Zero because like at the end of the stretch of chapters, what do we get? But more Mavis and Zero flashback yeah. that like immediately follows this stuff. Or <laughs> what were you gonna say? Or what did you say? Before? No, I just said yeah. Yeah, like it works. Okay. Yep. Um. Yeah, it actually kind of bookends it too because like we start off with Mavis and Zeref and then we end it with Mavis and Zeref. Uh, so yeah, um, there's just some other stuff in between. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Mavis, little girl, um, guildmaster, piece of shit. <laughs> we yeah, kind of like her. She's she's not doing too well. Um, but she was told not to cry and stuff. And of course, immediately they do the familial thing where it's like, oh, the guildmaster doesn't care about guild relations. He's in a guild with this girl and treats her badly. Zara is his blood daughter, and he loves her, because, of course, it's just like, yep, I got, got you, Mashima. <laughs> Though I will say, I think, it, for some reason, the designs of Mavis and Zara as kids are real, like, they're kind of off to me. Like, 
Zara in particular, like, I think it's also that her collar makes her neck look thinner than it actually is, but she just seems like she has a really big head, and I don't know, the proportions, something's off for the, with the way he draws the kids, and I, I don't know, um, it's weird, but the, luckily they're not kids for very long. <laughs> well, they still are, but they're different ages of kids, anyway, um, but yeah, Mavis is talking about how, like, um, you know, she wants to see fairies. Fairies don't see crybabies. And then the guild gets fucking destroyed. Um, Blue Skull just destroys the, you know, kills everyone on the entire island. Though Mavis and Zara escape, except, uh, <laughs> so you called the twist? When did you call the twist? Uh, whenever it was like, well, because Machima showed like, oh, Zara's dead. But oh, wait, no, she's not. She's still alive. And at that point, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah pretty much right away yeah. i figured this is what was going on which it was kind of nice because then like as i was reading the chapters i was like okay i see what you're doing mashima i see these little bits of foreshadowing in here yes <laughs> um so if anything like me realizing the twist immediately it made the reading more interesting than if i yeah hadn't yeah no it's it's because people are like oh no i was spoiled but it's like no you get to see all the little con- the, the foreshadowing with all the context you have it's it, it heightens the experience it doesn't weaken it um yeah because because otherwise but, it um otherwise she would have just seemed like a character who li- did nothing because no one interacts yeah. with her so it's like why is she here <laughs> but when you know the twist is coming it's like oh okay i see what i see what's going on those three don't even listen to me. And it's like, at the time, it's like, oh, yeah, because you're you're just a stupid kid. But that, no, it's because you don't, you're not real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because, like, the first time I read it, I honestly, like, I was just kind of reading it out of obligate because, you know, I was trying to do the tirade. So it's like, well, this is canonical. I should actually read it. And I just didn't care enough to even, like, think about it. Like, I didn't, <laughs> had, didn't even have any complaints. I'm just like, yep, this sure is a character. And then she isn't. She isn't a character. She's not real. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of okay. But rereading it, like, again, yeah, I got to see all the little the little foreshadowy bits. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mashima, I see what you're fucking doing there. It's, it's I, I like it. Um, but yeah. And I also like how he was describing it at the end because he's like, his, um, he was glad that some people didn't ca- catch it because, like, his, uh, what's it called? Like, his, his assistants, his staff, like, they, of course, they like, hey, didn't she die last chapter? And Majima's like, uh. <laughs> like, when you ask him in person, like, how do you respond to that when you get asked like that? Like, because now you, because I've had, um, writing my fanfic, I've actually had to, uh, another personal Majima connection where it's like, I've had, I remember writing my second one of the trilogy is like, I had, I was talking to one of the readers and he was asking, he was, he would try to like ask me about certain like major twists or plot points and I'd have to like dodge around them and it was painful <laughs> because it's like I wanted them to know so bad because I was, I've been building this up for a while, but also I couldn't just tell them. <laughs> so I relate a bit, I just realized. Um, but yeah, Zara dies, except not really, except yes, really. <laughs> and then anyway, and then it time skips a bit. Um, and we see Warad. Oh yeah, they're in Sylph Labyrinth, which is the same uh, guild that they met in the Sun Village arc, but uh, just a hundred years, years ago. Um, oh. Yes. Um, but yeah, Warad, Precht, I think that's how you pronounce it, Hades. See, Hades is just easier to say. <laughs> um, like, and then um, Yuri, who is uh, Makarov's father and Laxus's great-grandfather, um, 
who's basically the, like the probably most important character after like Mavis and such. But um, see, I actually it's funny. I actually had a complaint from my first reading where it's like, oh, this this dialogue between Mavis and uh, Zara, like, oh, they're calling each other cute. It's it's kind of weird. Like, is this how girls talk? But then it's like, no, Mavis is talking to her. Like, <laughs> she's not real. So I don't know if that justifies my original complaint, but it definitely recontextualizes it. Um. But anyway, you mentioned it in private, but you, like, because we have the scene where Yuri's looking for the Sirius Orb, and he, um, he meets Mavis in, in the building, and they have, like, a, a duel, sort of, with their, with a, um, a, a game yeah. about truths. Yeah, and it's, like, I think you mentioned, like, oh, yeah, this is more, like, written more... Like these are you, you, these, it's this is better about them being intelligent characters and stuff. Like yeah, because like you um, had said in the Grand Magic Games with Mavis, just kind of like pointing around and things, were plans falling into place or whatever. But here it's like you can actually see she's like okay, well we're taking the rules of this game and it's like okay, here are the little uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but you know like you can like exploit the game and, yes and like yes like. Right, right. They had to. Uh, well, because like I especially like the bit where um, Mavis talks about how like, oh yeah, you would have lost in the trial game, and he's like, what? No, and um, she's like, yeah, but we're both teens, so that's a truth we share. Like, so he he broke the rules by asking because he'd already asked, uh, or Mavis had already asked about like her age. Yeah. And then Yuri asked the same thing, so he kn- he knew that they were both teens, yet he he still did, it, even though you're not supposed to do things that count for both of them. So yeah, I was like, hey, that's nice. Um. And I think, again, but going back to the first time I read this, I had a complaint because it's like, oh, you know, because, well, because I, I guess you have to know whether it's true or false and Yuri d- didn't know or something like that. Because it's like, because yeah, or that's what he said. It's like, if I try to confirm something I don't know is true, it'll come out as a lie because it's like, he doesn't, um, he, he doesn't know how many times he blinked, but I always thought, like, well, maybe if he blinks 57 times, then he, like... Because she said since the competition started. So it's like, the competition is still going as he's thinking, so he could change the amount of times that he blinks. Um, but then I guess if he confirms that, it's like, yeah, is that a truth or a lie? Because he didn't... It's I don't know, it's weird. That part I didn't quite get. My thought but, was, yeah, like, was a- you know... Um- you know, if he said, no, it's not true, but it ended up being true, he was lying, or if he was like, yes, it's true, but no, it wasn't true, because, like, he didn't... So, like, he didn't know how many times he blinked, so he could have said, yes, I blinked 57 times, but actually he had blinked, like, 54 or something, or kind of, like, yeah, vice versa. Yeah. And Mavis would have been paying attention, <laughs> of course, because it, it was her idea. And I do like how she was like, I haven't blinked this whole time, and she's like, my eyes hurt a bit. <laughs> Cute, yes, it was, um... But yeah, it was a fun little thing. Um, and yeah, it does like sell the intelligence. Like I think honestly, this is probably the best moment of my Vis's intelligence because I can't think of anything in Alvarez that was like, because again, it was just the tactician stuff where she points and things happen. <laughs> but yeah, Yuri like, um, he he does come to respect her a bit, but he also gets really competitive, which comes up a bit later on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But yeah, the serious orb was stolen. And Mavis wants them to, wants to help them find it. But yeah, anyway, they poke around, uh, they, or they go to a town. They they ask uh, where the Blue Skull Guild is. Uh, they fight some dudes. Um, Mavis shows off more intelligence and her her illusion magic. There's a bit of a 
<laughs> well, he does like this fan service with the uh, Zara and Mavis bathing, and then he does the man service with Zaref bathing later, and it's like, okay, Masha. <laughs> I liked how he said in the afterward or the interview or whatever, he's like, oh, I never really get many chances to do these kinds of scenes. <laughs> well, I guess we were just talking about like male sexual. Yeah, we were talking. Of course, we were talking about the sexuality thing with Tartaros. The you know, but um, but yeah, it's like he does do the the man service like occasionally, but it's not like constant. Where it's like with the females, he's always you know showing off the body somehow, almost always. So it's like, eh. but yeah, they go to uh, Magnolia, um. Which is being ruled by Blue, Blue Skull, who are shit and killing just they just kill people randomly. Oh yeah, the Guildmaster is apparently like the founder of Phantom Lord and Jose's ancestor, and I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, that didn't sure. feel necessary, but I mean, like, I guess no. there's nothing wrong with it. No, yeah, exactly. It's just it's just there, and it's like okay. <laughs> oh, and uh, he was the not like it's also like. Hades loses his eye to him specifically, but like it just it just kind of happens, and you're like, oh yeah, that's the thing. Hades loses his eye, and then it's uh, it wasn't a big major like scene in when he did lose his eye. It's just a thing that happened, and it happened to be like a major part of his character design. Yeah, it's almost kind of uh, like you know. um, when he was like going through the years later. Like you could have, like it could have happened then, and it wouldn't have really changed anything. It's like oh, he went from having two eyes yeah. to having an eye patch. Well, it would have changed one thing in that Mashima would have gotten way more letters. Like, what happened to Hades' eye? Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so this is one of those, like, answers it in the story so he doesn't get the fucking as many mails about it. But just, it's not like, like, not, like, attached to a character moment, really, or anything. Yeah, it just, like, it just happens so that he doesn't have to explain it um, anywhere else, basically. I, d- um, I did like the little scene in, in the bar where... Uh, they're trying to get the information, and uh, the gu- the bartender is like, "Oh, you want milk, little girl?" And she's like, "No, I want information." <laughs> and she's just like peeking <laughs> over the counter because she's too tiny to. Yes. No- nobody, nobody got her a seat or anything. She's just. <laughs> also, I just realized, um, Fairy Tale has more characters with an with eye patches than One Piece, even though One Piece is the pirate manga. Hmm. Um, did I ever talk about that? Because it's like Oda has specifically said that he, it's like he wants a certain character to have an eye patch and only that character. So it's like he so that's why he's waiting on it. Like why no other character has had the eye patch in nine hundred and fifty three chapters. Ah uh, yes, Vegapunk <laughs> the scientist with the eye patch. <laughs> I, I, who I don't. Uh, it's so weird. Like when Mashima, when are you gonna show this fucking or when Oda? I did it. I did the thing. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> Mixing up authors is like a nen just another nen show trope, I guess. Um uh, But yeah, they failed. Um they they go back to lick their wounds. Um Mavis mopes about it and then she gets the man service with Zeref. Um uh, Mavis is immediately able to tell like what it's the Ankh Salam Black Magic Curse, and we do see a bit more about that in later, I believe. And um, but yeah, Mavis shows him the illusions of animals, so that you know he can, uh, cause he can't. I mean, he still can't touch them, but uh, she's thinking about him, and that's fair. Um, 
and in exchange he sort of teaches them he teaches like the founding members of fairy tale magic so Zareth has a, a bit of a hand in the foundation of fairy tale um and it's also interesting that Mavis even calls herself a black wizard like Zareth because she learned from him so so does that, that technically that means fairy law is black magic um <laughs> That's fun. But anyway, now that they have their, their magic, they, they come up with a plan to take care of the uh the the guild. Um they they trap the well they, they try to trap the guild master, but um as he mentions in the like the afterward, uh Zara was the one who locked the cage. <laughs> but she's not real, yeah. so he just escapes. <laughs> um But anyway, then Yuri they they get back to the town and in his competitiveness Yuri takes the the serious orb, which um takes those negative emotions and sort of you know he he merges with the big old dragon uh skeleton and starts wreaking havoc. Mavis is treasure hunting for friendship, which she 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 chose the right manga to to be looking for friendship. Yes. Um, because, yeah, that's the thing is Fairy Tale Zero mostly just, it's like the foundation of the themes that, you know, are throughout the series. Like, because this is the first guild that's not, like, shitty. Like, all, because, like, there's the whole thing. We even see it a bit later in the actual story where, uh, like, we see the wars that, you know, apparently mages were involved in and they caused a lot of deaths. So they banned guild versus, on guild conflicts. And, um, you know, here you have guilds basically acting at, like, there is no authority, so they just act unchecked. And they, they take over towns and do whatever the fuck they want. Like, I think Yuri even said, like, uh, like Mavis is like, wow, Magnolia, this place is sure is horrible. And Yuri's like, it's like this everywhere, though. And so, um, fairy tale kind of shifted things when it came to guilds, I guess. Like, nice guilds can exist. <laughs> but yeah, Mavis uses uh, law, which is, you know, distinct from fairy law, as uh, we come to find out the negative side effects. Well, she, you know, she's stuck as a child. Um, and then later we found out, find out the details in that, um, be in choosing like who should live and who should die, she, or trying to, you know, be a, you know, a judge of death, uh, she gets the same curse Zareph does, but we'll get back to that later. Um, but yeah, she defeats it, uh, saves Yuri, Yuri. Then we get the, uh, um, the whole thing with, uh, Zara. Um, come to think of it, the scene is a bit like, um, Wendy in, uh, Oration Sace, where it's like, oh, you have real friends now, you don't need to, to, um, oh, think about yeah. those you've lost. I didn't even, yeah, it only, because I was thinking, like, this seems familiar to, to somehow. Um, oh, and I do like the, the title, um, because I, I didn't even notice it until pointed out the end, but it's like, no, it's fairy tale. it was always supposed to be fairy tale zero but also it's zara yeah because like the zero zero and i even like yes. when i saw that the zero had disappeared i like checked back to it and you could see it like slowly fading which was cool yes um but yeah zara is nothing she is zero but you know she's still in you know it, it's in your heart um i guess like i think that line's been said in fairy tale before i know it was said in this stretch of chapters um I'm pretty sure it's been said before in the series. I don't know. I think this was probably my favorite aspect of the the fairy tale zero section. I don't I don't know what it means for the themes really or anything, but like I don't know the whole thing that like she created this illusion of a person who 
who, you know, it was like her one friend and who then like died. And then she like, you know, recreated this illusion. So like we have this like illusion that somehow gained sentience and it was like its own, I don't know. It it was like a weird or it was like non-existence existence. I don't know. It it was interesting. (laughs) I guess I would consider it Mavis's subconscious where it's like her conscious is like, you know, her basic ones and needs where it's subconscious or is like what she really needs. Like, cause Zara, Zara seems wiser than Mavis cause she's, you know, but, um, that's kind of what I assumed is, uh, you know, cause it is created, she is created from Mavis. Like she barely knew Zara. It just took on, takes on the appearance of this, 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 this mean girl that died. <laughs> I think it's also yeah, like a really know, cool was... way to, because that was like the awakening of her powers. So of course she wouldn't know that, you know, this this girl was an illusion that she created because she didn't know she, at the time that she could create illusions. But then it's also, yeah. it kind of plays into the whole, um, like how Zeref and uh, later Mavis, they have like this power of contradiction or whatever, or like the contradiction mm-hmm. yes. curse or whatever. So like... Yeah, the, the Anxalem. Yes. yes. So like she created this this illusion that she didn't know was an illusion, but then when she realized it was an illusion, she, you know, the illusion disappeared. So it, it, is that a contradiction? Is that what you're saying? Um, I mean, maybe it seems well, cause like she didn't know. And so therefore Zara was able to exist. But then when she did know she couldn't, I don't know. It's maybe not a contradiction, but it seems something to that effect. I, I see where you're going with it. So that's uh yeah, no, it's interesting. Cause like, but yeah, she, uh, she had no friends. Um, she, like, because, yeah, that's the thing. Zara's also a connection to her old guild, the closest thing to a family she had. And she held on to that, like, shitty family because she had nothing else. And now she, that she has a good family, she can, you know, overcome that grief and move on. And, you know, the, what she had will still be in her heart, but she can go forward and themes and emotions. and <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the little panel where she's, where she's like, I'm just going back home to your heart. I was like, oh, emotions. <laughs> I did not feel emotions, but uh I still I don't know, zero's fine. Um like honestly this might be like the most consistent fairy tale has ever been, even if it's just for a single volume. Like I can't think of another arc that just is just like there's nothing negative to, like what what's what what bad happened here? Like I can't think of anything explicitly mm-hmm. like I mean, there's a fan series of bath scene with two, you know, young characters, but, like, that's just fucking welcome to anime. I don't know. It's, like, didn't even fucking register. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Mavis wants to form a wizard guild uh, at Magnolia. They create fairy tale. They take the, the picture that we saw in the story already. Um... I think the only other thing I could maybe have to say with this, and then I guess like it kind of comes up, he comes up again later, but I'd imagine that the, you know, the Tenro Island arc is a bit more interesting in retrospect, like knowing that Hades comes back later, or not that he comes back, but like he gets, we learn a little more about him. And I do see a little bit. I'd be, I'd be curious if it like changes the perspective on how he acts in that arc, or if it's just, you know, Mashima hadn't thought of it then. And so it's not quite, that because like that's not the case for me uh personally like having already read zero and knowing you know because like i mean like he doesn't do a whole lot in like we just see him as like he's a treasure hunter he's the, you know he's the silent broody one of the group he's like even in the la- on the la- looking at the last panel like zero's in the tree 
But then, you know, even Warad is smiling and Yuri and my, my Mavis are running forward and Hades is just, he's like, crossed his arms. He's hes being the cool edgy badass. Like, that's just his character at this point. Um, which is, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's neat seeing the contrast between him and his, uh, his future self, like, a hundred years later at, as Grimoire Hearts Guild Master. But, um, I would not say that this, uh, Recontext like this fairy tale zero like strongly recontextualizes his character for because we already knew he was formerly a member of fairy tale you know but so it's it's nice to see him a bit more in that like how he was back then before he went on his obsessive journey for the one magic and you know fell into Zeref um I mean which kind of, I mean like I didn't I don't even think he knows that he was like he Zeref taught him magic in the first place I don't I wonder I don't know if he ever realized that until. Because hmm. he recognized him when he saw him, but I don't think he ever said anything like, oh yeah, we met before 100 years ago. So, um, that would be the one thing that I would think would recontextualize some things, but I don't think it's ever really brought up. Because, yeah, like you said, maybe he had, Mashima hadn't thought about, like, oh yeah, Hades was literally trained, you know, taught, first taught magic by Zeref. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, Wasted opportunity, Hades does not use finger ma gun magic in Zero, which is obviously his best magic. <laughs> the best magic in the series, even. Like, only because he makes, like, the gun noises with his mouth instead of... <laughs> gun magic is the best. <laughs> also, I do like the timeline, where we see, like, oh, this is where all the major events happen. Um... Of, re regarding fairy tale, so like it even mentions the ones that happen in the story. So, and yep, uh, that's fairy tale zero. I think you gave it like we both give it like a six out of ten. You know, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's manga. Uh, math was likes fairy tale zero more than Bleach. News at eleven. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Now that you bring that up, maybe I will have to lower it. <laughs> I mean, I did raise my bleach score, but yeah. you did. No, I just think it's funny. <laughs> Although I don't see my fairy tale score being that high, so I guess yeah. Well, because like I said, this is like the most consistent fairy tales ever been. Like the only like I think the Macau arc maybe didn't have as much bad to it. I mean, like well, the Lucy sexual assault thing. Like I thought, you know, this could the, the uh, you know this could be an interesting aspect that gets ex you know could ex be ex if it were explored later, but it wasn't. So, yeah. Um, the Loki arc was pretty fine, but uh, I don't know. Um, we'll do our arc rankings later. But yeah, Fairy Tale Zero, it's manga. Now Avatar, on the other hand. <laughs> all right well we're, we're we're getting to that as we well i just need to i need to open it up in my um image viewer where i used to literally go panel by panel so um avatar <laughs> the last airbender i would no anyway um so yeah starting off um back to the main story one year has passed, Lucy is Lucy, she's a journalist now, and uh, she's, you know, at the Grand Magic Games. See, and it's, um, yeah, she's still, like, keeping tabs on all the fairy tale members, uh, like, she's got a big freaking conspiracy chart on, of, uh, 
<laughs> all the oh yeah plu we haven't seen him in a while now that i think about it um but yeah then um it turns out the scar miglone what the uh the other the guild wins they were uh pretending to be weaker so that they could rig the betting in their favor and then Natsu comes in and destroys literally everything. How did you feel about, like, the first chapter of the Avatar? Like, just, like, coming fresh off of Fairy Tale Zero. You gave it a decent score. You're in a good mood. Then we're then we're back to Fairy Tale. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I thought the, the, this part, I guess, was fine. Like, Natsu, come, like, he had his whole year to train, so he comes back, and he, be, he beats up a bunch of mooks, and, um... See, I, I like I like when um, I like the trope where the characters go off on like their their journeys to go train or whatever, and then they come back and they just have like really long like messy hair. I don't know. It's a good it's a good trope. But then he cuts it in like the next chapter, and I'm disappointed. Ah uh, no! Oh, I got I agree one hundred percent. I like I really like Natsu's like messy long hair. It's so I maybe it was hard to draw or something. But it's just, I really like that look. And, because that's the thing, is this time skip gives you what you wanted, what or gives me what I wanted from the other, the seven-year time skip is, the characters are stronger. They have cool power-ups. And, like, but only literally one of them gets, like, a new design. And then it's gone in, like, literally the next chapter. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, almost, because, um, not, because, like, Natsu actually has, like, some cool displays of strength that also make, you know, again, power, the power scaling of Fairy Tale is, uh, <laughs> but, like, it's still cool, I guess. Um, and then, nope, but no, no, can't have the cool haircut. <sighs> I do, cause I really like that look. I'm sorry. I, I just wish it was, <laughs> um. I don't know, maybe, maybe there's a, a point to it, because we do kind of see when Gray shows up later, like, his hair is styled differently, but then he yes, immediately puts all... it back down, <laughs> it's like, maybe the, the theme is that, you know, even, even if you, you, you're apart and you change, you don't actually change, like, there's still this part of you that's the same, you're still... you, you, vi- visually, it's yeah. represented metaphorically by... Shit, shit. You, you, that, that makes because that's kind of what they're talking like uh you know lucy was like maybe everyone's changed and they don't want to go back to fairy tale and connor's like are you fucking serious like, and everyone comes back and it's like of course they're gonna come back to their home their family um but um i definitely like have the normal like long exasperated side because here you have like because like the king just like not to Damage, heavily damages is the arena, like, destroys a massive property destruction. It completely interrupts, like, one of the biggest events of the year. And then he vandalizes the it by like, just, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's a fire that burns out quickly, but it's still a fire that burns. Oh, no, that was, yeah, that the king actually reacted more negatively to that than he did the fucking destruction of the whole fucking arena. Yeah, I guess like, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. I was just like, oh, yeah, Nazi just beat, oh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's just this whole like kids will be kids, uh, and just zero having zero authority over fairy tale. It, 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 like it's just a lot of little things that bother me about that idea. It's also because um, like the the council previously had been like so adamant about like oh fairy tale the troublemakers got to keep fairy tale in check, but then like here post time skip, uh, it's just like nah, he can do what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Like mess comes in later, he has nothing to say. He doesn't care. He's just like we got to save Makarov. Um, like, eh. 
not yeah the fairy t- like fairy tales already like saved the world so many times like they could do whatever the fuck they want like people bitch about sasuke like oh what he saved the world so he gets off of the like the two murders he committed <laughs> <laughs> okay i guess at least natsu hasn't killed anyone yet but uh still i'm a little like uh, <laughs> at least sasuke got punished but anyway natsu comes back and he's uh He's like, what? The guild's the guild's disbanded, and I, f- I do feel like there is a, de- a degree of um, I don't know. It's probably not that big of a deal, more of a nitpick, but it's kind of weird that like Lucy had supposedly been keeping tabs on most people for like the whole year, but never was able to get in contact with them somehow. And then like all of a sudden, she sends a letter to people, and oh, everybody's together. So I. Yeah, well, like, that's the kind of thing is, like, because she kept saying, like, oh, seize the day. Like, she she wants fairy tale together. She wants, you know, her family back. And so, like, if she really wanted that, wouldn't she do whatever she could to get it back? Like, become the guild master yourself, Lucy. Like, if you're if you're worried about that, just make fairy, remake, fairy, you know. But she didn't. She wasn't seizing her day. She didn't actually do anything until Natsu came in and Natsu pushed her to, to do something. To, to actually seize her day. and Because she was afraid of, like, oh, what if no one wants to come back? But it's like, no, of course not. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's kind of how I saw it. So, yeah. Um, Lucy wants things, but wasn't really going for them. Mm. So, yeah. Because, yeah, like, Natsu, he was, he woke, he wakes up. Like, because he, he was bummed about the guild and stuff, but he didn't actually, like, mo- like, he was, he woke up in the middle of the night and he was like, I'm going to draw on Lucy's face or something. Um... But then he he sees like how you know much the guild like you know how much he wanted the guild back and what is the first thing he does he 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 acts it for her he like let's go let's you're not willing because that's the thing about Natsu is he is that kind of like headstrong like do stuff character but you know like I argue that like you know since his he doesn't know anything about his dad he's kind of you know strong on stuck on that point for like most of the series but when he does want something he, like again with Igneil he was like dad 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 <laughs> last time. And now with Lucy, it's like, yeah, his friend dearly wants this thing, uh, so Natsu's gonna help her do it, because she doesn't have that courage to do it herself. And then he vandalizes the, uh, the castle with the fire. Um. And yeah, they run off to new adventure, yay. Um. See, I think I liked this arc when it was the whole, oh, find each individual member of Fairy Tale and bring back, you know, reunite Fairy Tale. But then it was like, when it gets into the, the actual conflict with the Avatar group, it's like, uh... Damn it, I just realized it's it, Majima did it again where it's like, oh, look, Tenra Island, S-Class Mage Exams. Oh, look, Grand Magic Games. Oh, yeah, uh, it does the, the fun, lighthearted early section, and then it just transforms into world-ending stakes. Again. Uh, well, not more like town-ending, but still. Or, wait, yeah. Or, life, yeah life-threatening stakes. Yes, life th- yeah, still bigger than, like... This, like, you know, because here you have the scene, uh, Natsu, like, he's, like, a fucking mile away from this caravan that's getting harassed, and he just, like, fucking shoots his flames, like, (laughs) Lucy doesn't even, like, Lucy doesn't even perceive what happens, she's just, like... What the fuck are you doing, Natsu? And he's like, ah, nothing. Like, I don't know. Which it was cool. I like, I like the long distance displays of power. Like, those are kind of cool too. Like, uh, in One Piece, when Hody Jones shoots off the water pellet and it just like it cuts. Or Dovamigo does it. He's fighting with uh, Sanji in like the ocean or something, and then it, you see Dressrosa a building gets sliced, and it, 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 that shit's cool. Okay. And here's another instance of that. Um, 
But yeah, they go to uh, Lamia Scale, who instead of participating in the Grand Magic Games and, you know, having the chance to win a massive cash, pr- cash prize, they're doing their own kind of, uh, like, the Fairy Festival thing, but for Lamia Scale. Yeah, that is kind of um, weird, too. Like, the, the tournament, which was previously, like, the, oh, be the number one guild in the the region and it's it's like a big deal but this time it's like oh fairy tale's not there so i guess it doesn't matter like nobody nobody from the previous year's games goes so it's okay yeah no not no one important at all right right it's which is it is kind of weird um like at least Sabretooth, like oh we only want to f- compete with fairy tale like they given it a reason but you know let me Lame scale's busy with their yearly thing that somehow didn't take place with the magical grand magical games last time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Blue Pegasus doesn't even have an excuse; they're just sticking around. Um, so it's like, okay, sure, whatever. Quattro Service, like, why not Quattro Service? Yeah, they, why? they had they had like the worst showing last year. Come on, they gotta redeem themselves. Um, it could have at least been anyway, like oh. a a cameo instead of you know from Ashima how he's always like, oh, I don't. Like, it, it, it's always such a hassle to introduce all these new characters. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Wendy and Sherry are idols. Um, I don't know, now I'm thinking on that a little more, and I'm like, that could have even been, like, a bit of a punchline. You know, like, the team who basically finished last in the previous games, except for the team that got disqualified. Imagine if they come back and they're like, oh, we win the games, and they're like, everyone's happy, and then Natsu just takes that away from them. It's like, a punchline. <laughs> But no, what an asshole! Mashima didn't. Do I just that. think it's funny. Yeah, that make even not even more of an asshole. Which might, I don't know if it was played for laughs, maybe because like that's the thing. It played the scene for being awesome, but then you had like the all the oh the clothes are melting. That okay? Uh, what? Uh, Natsu has a flame that only burns. Uh, non, and this never comes up again. <laughs> okay, whatever. Like, I mean, I guess, it, like, between that and the, the quick burning fire, it's like he's, you know, he's mastered his magic to a point where he can, like, because that's, that's a, I never thought about that, because remember back in uh, Lullaby, where he, like, grabs onto the bridge and he's like, oh, I can manipulate the properties of my fire, and then he never does it again until, like, now, when he's, like, has fire that only burns objects instead of people, or fire that uh, burns out quickly, so it's like, okay... <laughs> You've always been able to do this, but uh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it, and that's the thing about fairy tale. Just don't, yeah. just don't think about it. <laughs> um. But anyway, Carla, um, they they see the idol Wendy and uh, Sharia. Uh, Carla's able to turn into a human. Um. Happy's able to like somewhat resist his desire for fish, <laughs> I guess. Like that was his training was arc. A, yes, that was a gag. Um, oh yeah, at this point, um, does do your were you reading the manga? Do you have like the volume previews and stuff? Because I have the whole volume of the official release with the full on volume previews. Or do you just skip those to go to the next chapter? Uh. I think I skipped him this time. Fair, fair. Because, like, it's just... Fairy Tale has a lot of spin-off series for some reason. And it's just really weird. Cause, so, and uh, they would... I guess they were published because um, some of those are showing up at the end. Like, pre- instead of previewing the next volume, they're previewing this spin-off series. So, like, uh, it's, it's just really weird. Because one of them is uh, Blue Mistral, which is a shoujo manga. Uh, I don't know if it's actually, like, a romance thing. But it's, like, it's just really... It's, it's weird... 
seeing like like Wendy and Urza and all the characters in like a shoujo more shoujo-y art style mm. with the bigger eyes and that more detailed eyes and it's I'm just like it's just it's just weird <laughs> I don't dislike it or maybe I don't know I, I'm probably not gonna read it but it's, it's just uh there was another preview too it's I don't know like I said fairy tale has a lot of spinoff series for some reason so but anyway Wendy is um hesitant to go back to fairy tale because she's in lame scale now she doesn't want to just abandon them um then of course uh because nothing can be just simple. <laughs> um, the 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 guys attack. I forget what they were doing. Um, Orochi. Oh, right. They're Lamia Scales like rival guild who come in to start shit. Um, and Wendy and Sharia go off to battle them. They get to show off all their new powers. Um, Lucy's able to like do basically like an Urza thing where she gets power. Like the she she's able to fight more in the, the fray of things with you know um with power like magics from her celestial spirit. There was a like, moment later on where she like transformed into like her Taurus outfit or I forget the name of the thing. Um and yes. like in one attack she was more useful than anything that that spirit had contributed to the manga up to this point. <laughs> You're right because she like. It destroys a bunch of mooks. Like, you see a bunch of them flying in the background. But Taurus has done, like, yeah, jack shit. That's, holy shit, that's funny. Because <laughs> I was just going to comment about how she does, like, she does the Lucy kick, which is, like, her signature attack. and she, But she does regular Lucy kick. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. Um, unfortunately, she, do, she does not get, like, a good one-on-one -on -one fight with these powers. Uh... Which is like, Mashima, you gave her something to work with, and then you don't do anything with it. Or maybe maybe there's more. I just don't. I I do not remember a single thing she does with her powers after this art after this stretch of chapters. So hopefully, my memory. Hopefully bad. that's just your bad faith tirade uh, perspective clouding your memories. <laughs> yeah. Bad faith tirade. I love how you put that. Um... But anyway, as far as power scaling goes, um, they fight for a bit, and then Blue Note Stinger from Grimoire Heart shows up, um, and so Natsu fucking, like, he's like, no one can escape my gravity, and Natsu's just like, oh, what, what are you doing lying on the ground there? Um, something wrong? And <laughs> he doesn't even yeah. care at all. See, um, this, this arc was kind of interesting with regards to the, the Grimoire Heart callbacks, but I don't know if there was anything, like, you know, like how, uh, what was it? Um, Dress Rosa kind of like played with the, you know, like the Alabasta callbacks, or I think it was Dress Rosa that did that. I know it had like Alabasta, like, parallels, but like there and have, also directly there have been arcs uh, like that in other stories where it's kind of like, not rehashing, but like, you know, showing how things have changed by sort of repeating gotcha. elements from previous arcs. And like that kind of uh, happens yeah, here because you have, um, this guy shows up here, and then later you get the guy. The one character has the puppet from before, from the the guy on. That's right. Yes, I forgot about that. I was like, I was trying to. You said callbacks plural, and I'm like, what was? It? What were there more? And but no, you're right because the guy did have the Kane's uh, voodoo doll that he used in the fight against Lucy and Natsu. Yeah. But again, I, um, I don't know if there was anything like thematic to gain no. out of that. Mm, I mean, I guess like because that arc was all about like surpassing 
the former, and I guess, like, because you kind of have, like, with the Zeref cult avatar, they're kind of the same kind of deal as uh, Hades, but, um, you know, like, because, but, the, you know, the characters are stronger now. They've even further surpassed uh, Makarov and stuff, so, I don't know, but who's not relevant to the arc, so it's a little eh there, but, um, because, yeah, Natsu, like, as far as, again, the power scaling goes, uh, Natsu one-shots Blue Note Stinger... Um, yeah who who gave uh guild arts pause um seven or you know eight years ago <laughs> so it's like uh natsu is now comparable power to guild arts good no <laughs> um which i guess is kind of an, a, 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 an issue i do have with the arc because it's like they're placing everyone at the you know the end of the power curve you know like these are the, the characters are now at the strongest ma- guild you know mages in the in the setting but then they're also like, oh yeah, but Alvarez, it's the strongest guild <laughs> mages in the setting. So it's like they they keep they they hype up the shit out of the uh the the Spriggans, and then like what happens towards the end of the stretch is like Ajilga just gets punched in the face. Like, oh if uh, Ishgar doesn't have gods, it'll have fairies, and then they just, it's it's like okay, <laughs> so yeah, they said, I guess like, they weren't like there was the one character who's like the like highest of the 10 wizard saints which were like the and then like apparently he was kind of like a you know compared to some of the other characters in this empire like he's not even the strongest they have but then no yeah he's up there but he's not the st- or he's you know he's like comparable to most of them but then i think it was august um the old guy who's he's oh he's even above the other spriggans like he is so <laughs> oh boy it, it's i don't know because you know, this arc does the thing where the characters come back from the time skip and they have their new powers and they show off their new powers and then it's immediately kind of irrelevant because they're, I, I don't know. Because, you know, these other characters are so <laughs> no, yeah. much stronger. I don't know. I'll see where it goes in the next arc. Yeah, it's uh, power scaling. Let's let's talk about that some more. Um... But this... But this anyway, so they oh, be- never mind. Or, or, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till we actually get more into this stuff okay that's fair uh, i was just gonna continue on for the story uh but yeah natsu beats uh blue note um orochi surrenders and oh shit yeah shit that's right sherry was trying to show you know wendy that you know like because wendy obviously wants to go back to fairy tale um and they um you know they'll, they'll still be friends even if they're not in the same guild and i think there was also the thing is like, oh yeah, someone was like, well, we don't want you to stay in Lamia Scale out of pity, um, you know, because she's sad about leaving them. But uh, and then I think I think they yeah, have these... the the panel where it's like, oh, we'll still be friends, or you'll still be friend of my heart, yes. or something. So they do the yes, <laughs> they did this fairy tale zero thing, yeah. <laughs> Except uh, Jerry is real and not dead, um, or at least we hope so. Dun dun dun. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that would be a twist. <laughs> a weird twist um but anyway leaving uh windy or leaving with windy uh fairy tale is a little closer to being complete they go oh this this town that where there's constant rain uh oh gee i wonder why it's constantly raining um also i will say i do like how the cover pages are showing off where the uh, other um fairy tale members are during the uh, like the like after the one year because they're still out and about, you know? Um, but anyway, they go back to Juvia, who is depressed because Grey... They were they were together for a bit, training and uh, taking missions and living together. Um, <laughs> apparently, Juvia tried to go, like, 
sleep in the same bed with him, but uh, he uh, did, 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 didn't uh, didn't stick. Uh, she he was like no. Um, so how did you even for a second buy that Gray was like evil? Like how did you feel about this uh, build up and uh, twist? I don't. I don't know. Like I thought it could have been interesting if some because ah, had it was like okay. the little power transformation thing and it was like i don't know maybe that's set up for something um it feels kind of weird like looking back on this in retrospect because supposedly gray was you know with juvia for the the six months or whatever and then he just cut contact with her completely to go undercover for this mission and oh it's like sorry i had to keep you safe but i don't know it feels i don't know i don't want to say forced drama but it does seem kind of because like the way this arc is set up um, and then it's just like, no, I'm actually not evil. Um, which is, if, if the, if the antagonists like had any sort of staying power, maybe it would have been interesting, but it feels like it's in service of just a flat nothing because. Yeah. Well, I guess like, to, cause you bring up the great, cause at this point, cause I hadn't thought about like the great juvie relationship cause they did have some, you know, bits last time that I thought were neat. But here you have, like, Grey is kind of, like, he's so focused on his purpose, he's willing to hurt Juvia, like, pretty, like, this is probably the, you know, the worst thing he's, like, he's been, you know, like, running away from her, and, like, you know, um... Yeah, yeah, kind of the worst thing he's he's done up to this point is that, like, he's not really, he he didn't give an answer, he's kind of just letting her cling to him without, you know, saying yes or no. Yeah, he's dismissing her, he's, like, being dodgy, but he's he's still staying with her and not pushing her away completely, like yeah but this time it's like he cuts her off like completely for six months so he can go be undercover avatar evil mage guy because he's he's more interested in end the book that like he's so he's willing to hurt juvia for this goal i think about it more now because i remember how juvia reacts after the fact where he's like oh i'm sorry and juvia's like well i don't care i love you gray and it's like well (sighs) that seems not not like a great basis for a relationship but yeah yeah like oh i'll just leave you for six months because i feel like it like uh <laughs> yeah so i do wonder if it because obviously there's going to be great juvia stuff in the uh the rest of the story like of course this isn't just going to be the end of it but uh i'll have to think about it because uh i don't know i like shit i just realized no please no oh no is this the most interesting romantic relationship we've had in a story so far in a, in a, on the Nen show like uh fuck yeah no, no there was interesting there was i mean there was some interesting bits between like naruto and sakura and hinata like every so often like the one again the one i, I always think of the one in the the kage summit but even though that that wasn't also that also wasn't like a relationship between the two is it it was interesting because it was like why they weren't yeah you know, in a relationship um but like it's just <laughs> one piece of course has like nothing virtually yeah. Um, like most of its ro- romantic stuff is like like smaller, like Sanji putting L- uh, Luffy Boa Hancock, or it, it's gag focused. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, wait, shit, is Great Julia the most interesting romance we've had on the Nen show <laughs> so far? Really, fairy tale? Because <laughs> uh, I guess there was also oh Haru Ellie and uh, Julia Lett, I guess, but um, which was fine. But I don't, I'm not sure if I'd say interesting. Like it was, yeah, the dynamic between Lett and Julia and just you know this married couple basically in the the group of adventuring buddies. It's like that was neat, but again, I haven't thought like with Juvia. There's actually and Gray. There's actually like a dynamic to the relationship and things to think about. So or that I've been at least as of last time. So. 
I don't know. I just had that realization and I'm like, shit. Now it's kind of weird, like, thinking back to the very beginning when Juvia first showed up as, like, one of the villains of the week people. And it's like, wow, this character stuck around for the whole manga. Like, I probably wouldn't have expected that at the time that we Mm -hmm. were reading that arc. Like, oh, this is going to be, like, a main character. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's kind of interesting because it's like, compare that to, um, because, like, hmm. With Robin, I don't know. Back thinking back to One Piece, like with Robin, it feels a little different. Um, I'm sure I, I just haven't figured why. Like Frankie, it's like um, I don't know. He's after the after the flashback. It's like yeah, this guy's probably gonna be a straw hat. Though you didn't weren't actually sure until he actually did join. Um, but with Juvia, it's like yeah, she's not introduced with that level of importance. So it's like, um, but then she yeah, she's she's basically like there's like the main characters, the main five. Um, Natsu, Urza, Lucy, Gray, and Wendy. Though Wendy, I kind of barely considered one of the main five. Um, then there's like a lot of important secondaries like Gajil and Juvia. They're probably like some of the most important after those five. So, yeah. Um, and they're both, yeah, former villains. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but anyway, Natsu. Okay, I, I actually liked how Natsu like sort of went into this arc. Because he's, like, it's weird to see Natsu using, like, critical thinking. <laughs> because it's, like, he knows, okay, Rogue, um, like, because that's the thing. It's, like, it's been a year. Um, he knows uh, Grey is supposedly going to kill Frosh, the frog, or Frosh, I don't know how to pronounce it. The frog, the, the cat frog, um, or the cat dressed like a frog, rather. Um, so he, he's, like, we need to go to, like, I, I just like how he actually tracks down Grey, the, through the time travel information because um in a way like like um this yeah they're closest to rogue's timeline because you know the um Acnologia hasn't taken over the world yet and as we see later Zeref actually suggests hey Acnologia did you know if you apply yourself you could probably take over the whole world like <laughs> fucking Zeref caused future rogue on accident um in that timeline but yeah so not to um he, you know, they go to Sabretooth, they catch up. Sting is fat for, like, a page for some reason. I, I, um, <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm just laughing at your reaction. It's okay. we're, we're gonna We're gonna fat shame for a, a brief pun. Like, I don't even... I don't understand why. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, that's that's. Excellent. It's like we had I mean, it. We had an joke, eating contest, like, but oh, I just magicked it away. I... Yes, like... What was the point? Yeah, well, because, like, the joke is, like, yeah, Sting's fat, and then Natsu says, like, yeah, you haven't changed a bit, and it's, like, okay, yeah, he has, that's it, that's the whole joke, and then, um, then he's skinny again. <laughs> but anyway, Natsu, uh, they run, uh, run after Rogue, because, yeah, Rogue and Minerva are going on a mission to take care of Avatar, what do you know, which it presumably would have... See, it's, like, Mashima doesn't even have an answer at the end, he's, like, oh, maybe in that timeline, uh, Grey was actually evil... Where I feel like the best answer would have been, like, Grey did it on accident, maybe? Like, he's just fighting Rogue, like, trying to put it on a good show, and Fro gets caught in the crossfire or something. Like, that would have made sense. Um, though, again, there's still ish. I still see some kind of issue. Like, I still don't understand because it's like, he said Sting was his light, the light keeping him out of the darkness. But then he, he kills Sting after he loses Fro in the future. So, I don't know. Um, maybe Rogue didn't know himself, but eh, I don't know. I don't get it, still. Um, but yeah, Minerva... See, this is the kind of thing that needs to happen more often with the redemption shit, where Minerva actually just apologizes to Lucy, like, hey, uh, I beat the shit out of you, 
sorry, like, why didn't Gajil do that? Yeah. Uh, just that it's, so at least, you know, that's, uh, or Flair, like, oh, sorry, I attempted to murder a child. Uh, no, that didn't happen. So I guess, yeah, Minerva's redemption is slightly better in that regard because she gets, like, I don't know, it's a, it's a fine, she just talks with Lucy a bit. It happens, it's fine. Um, but yeah, Natsu and Lucy take over the mission for Sabretooth because they want to make sure, you know, Natsu wants to make sure that uh, future Rogue doesn't happen. And now we get to the good part of the arc. And by good, I mean kill me. <laughs> Alright, so, um, there's a bunch of Avatar mages uh, and Grey. Uh, Grey admits that he's only after end the book, E-N-D. Oh, yeah. Gajil's in the Magic Council. Yeah, I did think I did like the, how that was handled. Like, oh, the the tree guy suggested it. It was like it was a joke. And then later he's like, oh, thank yeah, God, so he's out of the council. Well, it's even funnier because like, because well, because well, Warad is in the council too. He's one of they just like, oh yeah, the ten uh, saints. They're just the council men now because like we don't. Everyone else is fucking dead. Uh, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so now, so technically, Gajil's like an under uh, an underling, and he's like, God damn it, I, I did. It was just a joke. I didn't mean it. But uh, Gajil like owns it too because he like later on he's like, I am in the magic council. I have authority. I'm gonna bully you fairy tale members with my authority. Like. He's being Gajil about it, and <laughs> he's a dumbass. Gajil's good. Um, yeah, he, he's all the jokes about like arresting people, and he's like, "I feel like I finally found my calling." <laughs> Everyone's just like, "No, shut up, Gajil! You're stupid." <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, so anyway, they go in to the Avatar place. Um, not so easily defeats one of the members, and then they get captured. Um, oh, that's right, because Gray shows up, um, and that complicates things, because he's still, he's doing the I'm evil card, um, there's no fairy tale left inside of me. (laughs) (laughs) I realize he did, he did the Aizen thing, where he, like, pulled his hair back, although he didn't have any glasses to lose and get nominated (laughs) for a popularity poll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right, the other, there haven't been any fairy tale popularity polls, have there? No. Because it's because it's another magazine or something. I don't. I were there were there any rave? Any. No, rave had some. Rave had yeah, rave had some. We were uh, moaning about how Griff was like number six, even though he was like nothing, hmm. <laughs> or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just haven't aren't published for some reason, or because I because usually we, you know we stop to discuss them, but I, I don't know. Um, I don't think fairy tales had any, or at least not published. Like I said. Um, uh, but anyway, Gray. Yep, through with the help of Gray and uh, also the one, the one who causes causes like stomach problems, like <laughs> which is like the stupidest type of magic in the world, but it's actually like overpowered as shit. <laughs> uh, unless you're up against Wendy, who can heal people. Um, oh yeah, Levy is also in the Magic Council. Um, anyway, the the Avatar guy, he's like, let's do some torture. And before he kills Lucy, Gray saves him, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm, we're done. Um, it turns out it was an infiltration plan from Urza and uh, Gray to, you know, track, you know, keep keep tabs on Zeref's men and, you know, handle things. Um, but yeah, they escape, 
uh, all the branches of Avatar are meeting up, so they're going to go take them all out. Um, they have the big panel where they're all fired up because yeah. the, the original team is back together again. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Um, yep, and they get to show off more of their stuff. Um, see, I don't even think Urza even shows off anything like new or anything. She's just, she's still Urza. Like, she doesn't need to. Um, oh, no, she does have, well, she has like a, a, a different kind of sword, I guess. But, um, but yeah, they just... They fight their guys, and they're like, or oh, Avatar, we're strong. And then it's like, eh, not really. <laughs> they just get wrecked. Um, like, I don't, yeah. And then you get the Juvia and Grey making up thing, which we already kind of talked about. Um, Natsu beats up the leader, who's got, like, yeah, he's got this barrier that's so strong, no one can break through it. And then he breaks through, like, a bunch of them, and it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he summons, he summons a god. Like, I, I do, I, one thing that was lost in the translation the previous times I've read it was, like, the mentions of the war gods before. Um, cause they were, they were mentioned a couple times, I think. And like, Urza meant, oh, she, they summoned one of them and then Natsu fucking two shots it. <laughs> okay. Power scaling. So I guess, uh, power scaling. He's, uh, this war God is twice as strong as Blue Note Stinger. Right? <sighs> no, I don't <laughs> I love the exasperation. We're almost done, Mathos, with the reading. Um, it's, it's pretty short. Um. But yeah, Natsu beats up the War God. He's really strong and he hasn't even begun to be challenged yet. Um, Gajil swoops in. <laughs> He's trying to like wave his authority around and Urza is just like, shut up. Um, oh, and I love how they both like, wow, you look a lot like Gajil. And he's like, I am Gajil. And then when P- Panther Lily actually tells him, Urza and Natsu are both like, what? <laughs> they didn't believe him. Like, Gajil in the council? No way. <laughs> but yeah, Fairy Tale wins. Um... Fro is fine. Gray looks really creepy while he's like gushing over how cute he is, and I'm like, okay, uh, that's so. It's Gray's usually cool and stuff, not like dopey. And yeah, I think one of the characters know. even said like, "Stop making that expression." <laughs> yeah, you had the the Frankie and Chopper with Robin kind of thing, where it's like, "Don't do that ever again," except like reverse. Um, where with with that you had Chopper, a cute character looking ugly, and now you have a cool character looking cute, and it's like, no, stop, make it stop. And yeah, that's the Avatar arc. It was an arc. Okay, so I my quick happened. Google search has told me that there was a popularity poll at some point. It looks like it was in 2014. I don't know if we maybe just haven't gotten to those chapters mm, yet. Or I think we would have passed this. No, we because mm, I'm pretty sure. Because we have about a we would have passed we have about a hundred ish to go after this reading. Yeah, I'm not so sure about, if this is just I'm like I, like I see the images here, and I'm not sure if they're just not part of Weekly Shonen Magazine, if they're from some other unrelated thing. Yeah, maybe because like because I'm trying to remember the timeline because I dropped because we're getting close. To the okay, the last time that I dropped Fairy Tale is I went through Avatar, I went through Tartaros, and then they were about to like elect the next Guildmaster. And I just stopped. I was like, I don't care anymore. Like, I think I finally lost that lingering attachment. Because remember, after the, after like the multitude of times I dropped it during the Grand Magic Games, I just gave up on dropping it because it's like, I'm here forever. And then I I finally just got bored and just dropped it. And I was like, I'm I'm done. And then I, I only revisited it because of the tirade. Like I didn't, not because it's like, I should finish Fairy Tales and it's almost over. No, I wanted to make the videos on it. So I had to read it. And I did so in like the worst way possible because it's like, I read it from where I dropped it, basically. So I just read all of Alvarez at that point. And then I started the tirade. No, I reread the rest of the... No, at one point, I re- yeah, I reread the rest of the series. 
uh, and then stop. So I didn't actually like reread like certain parts of it. And then I actually did the, and of course I missed stuff anyway. Cause I was like stupid. <laughs> and I don't know. It was, it was really weird the way I reread the series. So, um, anyway, we get a bit of a flashback with Zareth where we learned about how he more or less became cursed. Um, so, you know, he was trying to research into life and death. Um, he came up with, you know, Eclipse. So, he could, like, he just, you know, basically his whole thing is that his his younger brother died. You know, he became fascinated with death because he didn't he didn't want to accept the death of his brother. So he, he attempted to, like, use magic to rewrite the rules of reality, pretty much, so that he, he could bring him back. And in um, trying to judge who was worthy of living and who... Because, like, that's what the, the R system is. It's, it's sacrificing one life for another. And... So in coming up with that, he what he got the Anxalim curse, um, and now the curse of contradiction, where if he values life, um, he he takes it. So it's like, in a way, it's because of that the world is like because he's he's talked about how like oh he rejects the world, and now they understand it. Like think about it a little bit more. It's um, like in this like in when he by turning that around he and like causing like because now he's like attempting to to cause this extinction like he's doing what the world wants of him in a sense what the Anselm curse wants of him because you know if he values life he only takes more life therefore he must not value life and extinction so you know that's I don't know like I I, I will say like Zeref we still have to read Alvarez so I can give my final thoughts on the character but like. I have a feeling he was a casualty of the bad translation because he's already like, you know, the contradiction stuff. There's already little bits that, you know, can be, you know, I, I had obviously had trouble comprehending. Like, he see again, he seems fine so far. I'm just, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to be like going forward. But Yeah, I guess to kind of give know. my uh, perspective on Zeref as of what we read in this stretch, I feel like I'm starting to get the impression that Fairy Tale has an interesting narrative somewhere in there with the whole Zeref thing <laughs> I just feel like it's probably bloated and too long and there's too much like because Zeref has been we're only just we're like 400 chapters in and only just now starting to figure out his ideology like and stuff and whereas yes. like right, mostly right. it was a lot of characters like trying to chase after Zeref but not actually understanding Zeref yeah, they, they, like they get the death thing, but they think like, well, like they're, I guess they're like they're getting the, you know, the the part of him that wants like how the world wants him to be, you know, like he's not, he is a person who values life, but because of that, he must take life. And so everyone's thinking, oh, yeah, take life cause like Avatar is literally just like, let's do this mass human sacrifice because we have our boners out for Zeref. Like there's no other, you know, Hades is like, yeah, magic is darkness and evil. So because he thinks that's what's there, you know, that's. Oh, that's right. Uh, and yeah, then Zareph's there's like also Acnologia, which I still, I don't know really anything about <laughs> Acnologia. Um, nope. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, so I would, yeah, the, the, the final stretch does go into both Zeref and Acnologia. Um, to varying degrees. I will say, like, um... Because, yeah, the thing is, like... Because I thought about it, and I, I realized, like... Like, because we're going to go into favorite characters later, and, like, Hades is, like, I guess the best... Like, the best villain so far, but even then it's like, yeah, I guess he's fine. 
Like, and Zareth has the potential to be the most interesting, depending on, like, how he gets handled in Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Um, because Mashima's villains are usually pretty weak. That's the thing. It's like, because he, he likes that cackling evil guy trope. Like, Oration Sace is literally six smug, cackling evil guys. <laughs> yeah. Hot Eyes wasn't one of them. I'm counting Zero <laughs> as another. Like, Brain has the cackling evil guy persona, and then he has his split persona, which is also a cackling evil guy. <laughs> So yeah, my point is a lot of Mashima's villains are on the weak side, um, but so Zarev's different, and that's at least refreshing, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I'm also looking at this afterward I- that sometime over the course of this arc. Um, it's just interesting, like, oh, the Tartarus arc was planned to be even longer. It got cut short, three whole enemy characters got cut, and I'm just like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not a bad thing. I don't. Maybe it is a bad. I don't know. Maybe that's part of what I don't know. Tartaros <laughs> was. It was an arc. Um, then yep. there's also just more talking about uh, Doran Bolt and that whole twist. Like he planned it. Yeah, there should be legal limits to the amount of retconning. But he's like, no, I actually planned it. I just uh, never I got just... the chance to foreshadow it, and I wavered back and back and forth on whether to include it or not. Then suddenly the chance came, and I went for it. So it's like. I had to. I stopped when I read that because it's like it's just such a goofy plot twist. Because again, I, I I I like stepped back and like, okay, you know, he came up with the name Mest independently, thinking he was never Mest. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just such a silly twist. But no, it wasn't like a retconning thing. It was Mashima literally like, yeah, I had this in mind for a while now, and it's like, what you planned the most ridiculous <laughs> twist in your series? Are you kidding me? <laughs> What are you, Mashima? Are you even human? Are you a demon? Are you a dragon? Are you a god? I think it's the the god. He's he's the lord and savior here, here Mashima. He must be a god. He's on a higher level of existence, <laughs> and that's why we cannot comprehend. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, anyway, we see uh, Natsu in his uh, demon test. Natsu tube was created was by Zeref. Ooh, yes, spooky. Yes. Yes, the the final demon of the or the strongest demon, um, but anyway, Zareth goes to see Acnologia, who his design, I don't know, maybe like the, I I did didn't Lucy have like a necklace kind of thing too from Rave, um, like he has much Acnologia has much longer hair and all the face tattoos, but I just get a couple like with the big flowing cape, and I swear the neck like Lucia had a neck thing too, and then of course the shadows around the yeah. eyes, I just get Lucia vibes. Um, I mean, he's still pretty distinct, but it's just like, just a little, little bit. Um, but anyway, he and, uh, Zeref talk, which I get like, cause I don't know, I feel like he had the whole thing about how he wouldn't stoop to the level of, you know, humans or you're talking to humans. So he, like, he only talked to Igneel because like he recognized Igneel, but here he's like making a concession and well, he's talking to Zeref specifically in a human form, which I guess is also, I don't know. Hmm. Because think about it, the whole thing was, you know, that like, oh, yeah, if you're a dragon slayer, you become a dragon. But then if you're if you're a dragon, you can become a human, too. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I always thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because he, you know, he was the dragon slayer that turned into the dragon. But now he's he can turn human. Yeah, like the whole point of Igneel and everyone staying inside their their dragon slayer kids was that to keep them from turning into dragons. But then. 
Agnologan can turn back into a human. Maybe so, there's a dramatic okay. irony of how the, the supposed <laughs> dragon slayer who viewed himself as above humans actually has a human form and, and uh, themes. Themes, yeah. Um, like I said, we'll get a little bit more of Agnologia later. Um, but anyway, Zeref's basically egging uh, Agnologia on because he's like, yeah, I'm going I'm to kill dragons and humans. Um, and he even says, like, the final battle is coming and... Um, he wants Agnologia to take part, which is like, okay, Zeref, um, what are you doing? Zeref's like, going he's, all... He's like the little flies. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, he's, 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 he's going all 1v1 me, bro, but actually it's more like a 1v1v <laughs> everyone, because humanity is also, I don't know. Yeah, well, because like, hmm. Because yeah, I guess by involving Agnologia, there's a higher chance of more death, so, and that's all Zeref's thing, so I don't know. Um, I'll think about it when we get to Alvarez in a couple weeks. Um, I remember, like, when we, when we were, like, when I first started reading the, you know, this Alvarez, uh, stretch, I was like, we're not doing this. Like, we are only just starting to learn about Xeraph, and we still don't even know anything about Acnologia. And here we are introducing more antagonists, but obviously they're connected to Xeraph, <laughs> so it wasn't that bad. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, so anyway, we get the, uh... Everyone goes back to Magnolia. Um, we we get a brief flashback to Macro fully disband, like back to when he disbanded the guild. Um, you know, Makarov left. You know, Lucy's anxious because she sent out the letters, but she's you know we already kind of talked about this. She you know she does isn't sure if anyone's gonna show up. Everyone showed up <laughs> because of course they did. Um, it's fairy tale. It's their family. Um, oh yeah, so um. Like, there's, like, a whole page where she's, you know, like, oh, everyone's names. I do want to bring up one of them specifically because it's, like, uh, uh, Kainana. I think she's, <laughs> she's got a backstory. <laughs> um, so, uh, mostly because this will get, like, a little, a little thing later. Like, you honestly have to, might have to look her up because it's, she's just kind of, like, plain as a background character. But it's, like... You know how Cobra had a snake that he wanted to talk to? No. Kinana is the snake. <laughs> Kinana is the snake. So what happened was she was like transformed into the snake by an evil wizard. Uh Cobra found her, found her and used her like that was his mount. He, he well, <laughs> um you know, he he was uh, flying on her while he was fighting Natsu and he wanted to talk to her. Makarov noticed that it was a trans it was a person transformed into a snake and changed it back and she joined Fairy Tale and she's kind of been in the background ever since, I think. Like I first noticed her on during the Grand Magic games, but uh yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it's just like it's just a weird thing that happens in the background as to why this character is even here and it's like okay, um may or may not come up in the future. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, fairy tale is back. Or did we also find out that um, Cobra was in love with her? And oh my God, it's Julia all over again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mashma and his self references. Um, but anyway, um, everyone starts rebuilding the guild hall. Um, they start asking about if the the new guild master. And I, I do love the spread where like everyone's like fighting and goofing off, and Urz is like back to work. And she's just got, she's got a yes. good face. And then everyone's <laughs> just the shocked, like, oh. Yep, and it's like, oh, she yeah, she's the best qualified. Like, she, she I think, because before they mentioned, like, oh, she's too young. But now it's like, she's, you know, she's a year older. Uh, so maybe they're like, yeah, maybe. And um, 
Well, it's like the other like alternatives like Laxus, who kind of has some bad history. Uh, Guild Arts is uh, fuck off. <laughs> he just like he just I'm not. Where, he, he just doesn't exist. Um, and yeah, like Urza is basically the best option. So I I can't, I can't help but like. Yeah, so thinking on this, because then, like, when Makarov comes back later, it's like, oh, you're the third, I mean, the sixth, I mean, the eighth master. And it, like, makes me... <laughs> I hate that. It makes me think Just... of, like, uh, the Hokage <laughs> stuff. Like, when Donzo becomes, like, interim Hokage, but he doesn't actually get his face on the monument. And that's, like, tied into his character arc, because, like, he never officially becomes the Hokage, and that was his failing. Like, yes. part of, like, you know, he failed in his ideology and stuff. I'm gonna probably make a video about Donzo at some point. Um... <gasps> That'd be I'm, neat, actually, because he's kind of he's pretty interesting for like the little like role in the story he has. It's still like neat. yeah, but like um, I don't know. I guess the the point is that like fairy tale doesn't really have that kind of equivalent where it's like oh, the 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 master of the guild can just kind of swap out interchangeably, and Makarov can get his third term in office because it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. See, I, it's I, the numbering. I guess it's supposed to be a joke, but it does annoy me because it's like you know the third Okage wasn't also the fifth Okage, like. Just, just have him reclaim his seat as the third. Like, just like ah, it's not that hard. I mean, it'd still be a little weird because you. Um, it, it's a minor detail. Like, like it, it shouldn't. It doesn't really matter. Uh, because like they do use it for a joke, but then at the same time, like in my brain, I just think of it like. But maybe that's just like my inner. Um, I don't know. When I think of just like numbers and stuff, it's like why? Why are you doing this to me? You're making it. You're making it messier. You're, like he's just adding numbers. No. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's not how this should go i mean it's still kind of messy in the first place because it's like urza would be the sixth guild master still because of uh or no wait mavis hades makarov makal guild arts and then urza right now okay i was trying to because yeah guild arts was like briefly the fifth guild master and he's like uh no makarov's guild master i'm leaving <laughs> bye uh but yeah, but Matt Steven comes back and he's like, yeah, the sixth master, Makarov, but he's like, he's also the third. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, um, but yeah, Mess comes in and he has, he shows off, uh, fairy heart, aka Lu, ooh, heart, that's, it's that word. Um, oh yeah, that's right, because there's a scene where Lucy says something about, like, fairy tale, you know, being with her inner heart, where it's like, which is the same thing Mavis says, because, like, Lucy, you know, she's, like, one of the relatively new to the guild. Like, she's only been there for, like, a year and a half, actually. Um, shit. Yeah. But, um, she also understands, like, I, I, you know, fairy tale, you know, really well. Maybe not intuitively, but she, like, because she had doubts, like, oh, maybe they won't come back together. Um, but, you know, she's she gets the core of it, mm -hmm. so. But, yeah, Mess shows them Lumen Histori, uh, and talks about his history with Makarov. Um, and, you know, spying on the, cause, cause, cause apparently Makarov wanted intel on the Western content. Al oh, I keep saying Alvarez. That's, that's the fan translation title. I'm sorry. Cause the official one is Alver Alvareth. And I'm like, Ugh. it's another one of those. See, this one's weird because it's like, like Laxus. I remember the, like the fan translators, like switching over from Luxus fairly early, you know, and Kana and Loki were just different spellings. So that's not even any. But uh, Alvareth and Alvarez, it's like Alvareth I'm only coming into contact with for like the first time. With Al I've always known it as Alvarez for like these last couple of years. So <laughs> I keep saying, so if I say Alvarez, like uh, it should be obvious what I mean. But um, <laughs> Alvareth. <laughs> but yeah, Makarov wanted information on them because they tried to invade 
Ishka to get the uh, luminous story. Um, I also I like the big uh, spread of the castle of the representing the, the empire because it's where Makro is talking about how like oh 730 guilds have unified to become one giant empire and it's just you just get this cool looking uh, spread of the castle and it's like that's yeah. cool. Um, I'm thinking back to the guildmaster thing again and I'm just processing like. So in the time that they came back from the seven-year time skip, there was, because you went from the fourth to the fifth to the sixth, the year happened to the seventh to the eighth. So there's like five guild masters in two years compared to like Hades was guild master for a while, I think. I think he had the longest stretch of guild. Him or Makarov had the longest stretch. I'd have to double check the timeline because it's like, Mavis was really only guild master for a pretty short time because she, uh, she was like, I guess Hades was acting because that's the thing is like we see in the flashback later, Mavis, um, she realized that she had the curse of uh, um, Anxalom and then um, she ran away for a few years before uh, she, you know, met Zeref and then died. And then uh, at that point, Hades actually became the second guild master. So I think he had the longest stretch because then, or no, yeah, it would have been like 40 years or so. And then... um, or 30, 40 years. And then Makarov would have had another 30, 40. So, yeah. Um, I don't know where what, what, <laughs> why I did th- interrupted with that. but uh, no, I was the one who interrupted. Because I, I don't know. It's, no, still, it's uh, thinking. Thinking, yeah. But anyway, so... Um, they haven't heard from Makarov since he went to the continent. Um, and they, they plan on um, going... Or the... the uh, <laughs> I say the a, you know the A team goes to rescue Makarov and Gajil's like whoa they're going they're getting ready uh, let's get the B team back together <laughs> which was a uh, <laughs> we just got to find Laxus um, that was that was a, a neat little callback because yeah they are the B team of course there's no uh, Jalal but um, well I guess that's where yeah they, they, they it's fine there's no <laughs> Jalal yet don't think he he'll be missing out on this final arc <laughs> we're in a glorious Jalal free period um, <laughs> for now. Um, oh yes, uh, so, um, they go, we see Levy and Jura at the council, or, you know, Levy's talking with everyone, so, I did, um, someone on my server, like, so, some, there's probably already comments on the Tartarus episode about it, uh, though we didn't check the comments, but Murazaki on my server pointed, um, I didn't wiki delve enough, um, because for the four gods of Ishgar, aka the four emperors of Ishgar, they are in fact called the, uh, the, the four, the, the four heavenly kings, or the same, um, this, it's it's the same term the as elite the elite four in Pokemon, or the or the four generals in Kill La Kill, or um the yeah the heavenly again the heavenly kings is like one of the more common ones and uh, and Torco uses that one in the English ones. So yes, they they're called the four emperors or four gods of Ishgar, but they're also the elite, the elite four or the uh, what's the actual word? Um, Can you say the, like the four heavenly kings or whatever? Well, that's the that's oh the, that's uh, the translation the, the co- most common English one, but the uh, um. She's she teno is the original Japanese uh term for the for them. So um yes, so it's cause I referenced that like, oh what what maybe it's I'm surprised it's not this. It, it, it actually was that. <laughs> Though yeah, I think they um Yeah, it's uh it's neat. Well, cause like there was a whole article talking about the term and like a bunch of the ways it's been translated because cause it's not an easy one because it's like the the most common one also is really short. Like in Pokemon's a good example because it's a video game. Four Heavenly Kings takes up like like a whole thing of dialogue. And the thing with translating uh, like old games specific or games in general is like they have to keep the same lines amount of lines of text. I'm pretty sure. Like they they uh 
So you have to keep the character count the same, which is pretty rough, can be pretty rough with Japanese because Japanese it's like, you know, kanji is like two letters for something that in English is like five, ten letters. Like it, it can be, it can vary. Like, and of course, you know, the example is uh, Shitano is like four, four characters. Um, the word itself is like twice that. And then, you know, um, four heavenly kings, four heavenly is... kings is like three times that. So it's like, it doesn't work. So elite four, it keeps it down to a reasonable character count. Hmm. Um, so it makes sense what, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, just, uh, and just to clarify, like, yeah, they use for the four emperors term, but in one piece it's Yonko, which Ko being like always king, like Kaizoku O is king of pirates. Um, so Ko, I was assume, is emperor. And then Yon is four, so it's just, it's literally yeah four emperors. So um, it is yeah same translated to the same thing, but deriving from completely different terms. You know, translation be like that. The so, more you know. Um, yeah, uh, I just you know it's interesting. Um, and we do see the other two of the the four emperors, uh, Wolfheim and Hiberion, and then later we see Serena. Um, Oh, I think maybe that's why they didn't want to use the term, like, because the the fan translation used the four gods, but then I think God Serena has like his own Serena has his own like he's also called he's he's called God Serena. So I think yeah, so maybe four gods probably uh is a bit like yeah it, it uh interrupts the meaning of the God Serena stuff because like oh yeah he's God Serena, but then also Warad, Wolfheim and um. Uh, Hiberion are also gods, so it's, it's it's it confuses it a bit, I think, if that's the case. So it makes sense why, because so now there's the the four emperors and then God, so it's a little bit different. Um, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of hyping up the Spriggans, like oh yeah, Serena, who's like this uh, this the greatest wizard in Ishgar, the one who's like above even the other three of the the emperors. <laughs> um, and now he's just another one of the Spriggans who have, they have their own guy who's like the one above and plus Zeref. And it's like <laughs> the power scaling <laughs> though. Like I said, it's always, but even then it's like, if you, again, if you do think about it, like, um, you know, Gildarts and Laxus were already comparable to the four emperors. And now Natsu is comparable to, to, to Gildarts. Uh, so it's like, you know, they're close enough. They're, they're in the ballpark. So it's like, it's, it, yeah, I guess. Fairy tale literally has enough strong wizards to be their own like heavenly ten yeah. wizard saints. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh man. So anyway, they go on a boat. They're going to Albereth. They they disguise themselves as Kate Sith, um, and immediately start causing problems because the Albereth guys are being dicks. <laughs> Okay, so how do you, how did you feel about this moment? Because they're on the island, um, they take a stop at like a um, at like a, a little stand selling the gelato from the star mangoes, and he's like, "Oh, it's my dream to uh, make these pop," and then it, it his stall immediately is gets destroyed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> am I not supposed to be laughing? I, I'm not sure because <laughs> it's so. It's just like, I'm like they introduced a side character so he could have like this goal, this ambition, and, <laughs> and then everything gets destroyed like immediately. <laughs> and it's like okay, and he's like crying and he's like no, and I think it's supposed to be funny. 
because uh, yeah, because like um, Urza's like sitting at her chair, like I think she's holding her spoon, and of course the food she was enjoying is gone. And then later and so, she's like, "My my it's... vengeance for whatever the <laughs> fruit or something." I forget exactly what the line was. Okay. Yeah, something. It's okay. It is supposed to be fine. I had to think about it because it's like. Because I, I, going back to my old memories, like, I, I wasn't sure when it came to Machu Because, again, like, we did have, like, the Minerva, um, Mil- Miliana cat thing where she's like, oh, I was just having fun. Like, that was funny because it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be funny. But the Toby Sock thing in this are, so, like, you have all these elements of tragedy where it's like, and me being an edgy bitch and laughing at some of them I'm not supposed yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, it does feel <laughs> very sort of like, my cabbages. <laughs> yeah yeah um speaking of avatar like i thought avatar was <laughs> over and then we're nope we're bringing it up again um, so anyway like yeah here's i guess where the weirdness comes in because you have this mook guy who's like he's able to like give pause to all the like all five of these really strong characters and then of course brandish comes in one Brandish Mew, I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, she's like one one of the actual Spring and Twelve who completely like makes just just she's really fucking powerful. <laughs> she like and she has d- one of those, she like shrinks the up? entire island. Yes, to a rock that she can stand on, and she also like she just completely has like size change. She uh, okay, I think I mentioned this in one of my tirade parts. Uh, she's she's probably as like the single most broken magic in the series because like they even specify this as a thing she can do like I'll, I'll, we'll get to how to how they handle it in the actual reading but like because she sh- shrinks da- like her mook just like vanishes and stuff um she can shrink like individual organs in your body so it's like if she sees you she could just like shrink your heart <laughs> and you die and that's it like no gg uh, no response like She's just absurdly broken, and it's just, okay, nice job, Mashima. Um, so, um... Yeah, it does seem like there are everyone. certain powers that Mashima has, like, introduced in the past, where it's like, oh, this is really, really powerful for this arc, and then the next arc, it's totally useless. Um, but, like, this isn't yeah. quite like that, but it is, like, like you said, it does sound broken. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think, honestly, all Mashima needed to do was introduce a mechanic where it's, like, strong mages, like, they're just more res- resistant to magics like that, where, like, like Arya, you know, uh, got this drop on Makarov, and, because you know, it's a surprise factor, so he's able, but, you know, if there was some, like, kind of natural defense. Or like, even, like, I, like she has to be, like, touching that, I don't know, like, to get to your yeah, organs, well, like, like t- she has to be touching you or something something yes or like with kana with uh, trapping people in cards like she trap like yeah this guild that has like a bunch of like heavenly saint level like mages kana just traps all of them in cards against their will like because they were like what the fuck's going on they didn't expect to be trapped and then <laughs> like why does it kind of just do that to the spring and 12 yeah. <laughs> i mean they could would bullshit away for for them to break out of it but uh <laughs> it, that's but yeah it's just it's weird, <laughs> but anyway, they um, there a bunch of boats are able to save everyone who is on the island. Um, then they get picked up from the ocean by Angel uh, Sorano. Um, she randomly like threatens Lucy, like, "Oh yeah, I killed Karen." Like, I don't, I don't see why that's shut up. 
Angel. That's not relevant. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I guess it's to show that, oh, not all characters are rede- redemptioned. Um, yeah, just because she's working against uh, Zareth doesn't mean she's a good guy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if that meant, like, uh, is she going to come back later and have a character moment or to tied to that? Like, this seems like set up for something. I don't know. Um, anyway, we cut to uh, Makarov. He's, tra- he's He's been trying to meet the Emperor of Elbereth. Um now I'm just saying both, like, I don't even know anymore. Um, they're, they're talking about their card game in a way that's, like, obviously mentioning, like, the actual conflict that's going on. Um, Makarov sees the Emperor. Surprise, it's Zarif. Um, uh, we see a couple more of the Spriggans. Makarov takes, or Zarif gets taken, or Zarif takes Makarov aside, and they have a bit of a conversation. Um, Zarif basically says, yeah, we're, we're gonna kill everything. And there's no real room for negotiation. Um, and he's about to kill Makarov, but Mess saves him. Um, <laughs> I actually kind of like how, like, in the last year, the it, like the one moment that Makarov was in actual danger, like Mess is just like in range. So it's just, like <laughs> all stories are, you know, contrived, you know, with coincidences to some degree, but this one is to the point where it, like, goes over, and it's just like, okay, it's fine. I just, it's just so perfect and goofy. It's just, it's, I I don't, I don't mind it. Um, excuse me. We're almost done. Um, Makarov feels bad because he tried to, you know, save everyone, uh, but he failed. Um, like, he broke up the whole guild for this, and it, you know, amounted to nothing, but, um, See, I guess, like, in regards to failure, like, because there's the whole, like, good intent thing, and that's basically what Urza says. It's like, yeah, you were you had good intentions, so, uh, you know, it was done out of love, therefore it's meaningful. And so, like, you know, in this case, like, he's not doing, he, he failed, but he wasn't doing anything wrong, because I do think the good intent thing, like, again, with Galena is like, well, oh, they, they yeah, they, they tried to kill the town, but it was fine, because like, they're, they're also trying to kill Dolores, uh, that was weird, um... They had good intent, and they, the bad actions get kind of ignored. But here, it's like the failure. Like, yeah, you, you were trying. You know, it's fine mm-hmm. to fail. And, yeah, because now you've got the, the, the old master basically, you know, he's been well surpassed by his juniors, pretty much. So, yep. Torch passing in the final arc. Yay. But anyway, they're on their way out. They get targeted by Ajil, who's got sand magic. Um, And things are, like, tense for a little bit. As he, like, shrugs off everything... And then he's like, then he, I already mentioned it before, but he's like, "Yep, God has abandoned you, Ishgarians, and uh, fairy, fairy, now we're cool, we're fairy tale." And then they just like, now she just fucking punches a Jeel, the twelve Spriggans, and all the fucking power scaling and hype, and it's like, yeah, no, they're they're still strong, which you know, again, makes sense, but it's just like, okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember if anything else happened in Escape. Um, oh yeah, Laxus comes in. Um, <laughs> And Ajil, like, there's a bit where, like, uh, August protects Ajil, and, um, because Ajil is like, whoa, that was a little, like, he's sweating a bit, and, you know, August is like, yeah, yeah, that would have hurt if it actually, uh, hit you. Um, (laughs) but yeah, they get Makarov's back, the guild chats for a bit, um, and, you know, now they're, like, outnumbered, like, 730 guilds to one. Yeah. Um, but they're gonna fight anyway, like, underdog is shit. Um. Alright, one more bit to discuss. Um, 
Mavis comes in, and we have the a uh, bit more to Fairy Tale Zero. The the um in a sense um, she summarizes it, um, <laughs> and then we get to see a bit more of the the caravan trade war, um, where Mavis was uh acting as a you know the strategist. So where you know she was uh directly like resulting in the deaths of people, um, other guilds, other mages, um. And she's moving about it. Like, she she prefers adventuring to war. And luckily the council agreed because they banned guild-on-guild uh, guild warfare. Which, um... Which, as we see, is, like, has some negative effects later with the dark guilds. Where, like, you know, oh, um... I, yeah, I hadn't actually thought about that. Because, like, Jalal, he'd been caught, you know, as with crime sorcery. He was, uh, sorcery. He was, you know, taking out guilds on the side and stuff. Um, because he, you know, as an independent guild, because he wasn't allowed to, um... But yeah, there's a like, so there's a reason for that, but also maybe the the restrictions were too strict. So, um, but it, it was all to avoid loss of life. So I don't know. It's a a thing. Um, so anyway, Mavis meets Seraph again, and she actually learns his name. And she's like, "No, you're not. You're not the evil like dark wizard who causes a bunch of shit. That that you're not. You're nothing like that." Um, <laughs> like she doesn't agree. Um, Zeref claims that uh, Mavis has the curse because, you know, she chose who lives and who dies through using law. Um, and then Mavis accidentally kills... Uh, oh, that was kind of interesting because it's like, no, I do value life, but, you know, she hadn't really um, experienced, like... Um, I guess, like... She, so then she, they, they do has, the trope uh, of, like, oh, a new, new life is being brought into the world. So, like, a baby is born, and then... She, that's that's the appreciation for life and then yeah then she kills a person and it's like oh no yes like she's directly responsible for the death of makro's mother and i have grief of having now you know like that like not just caused death but caused death to someone close to her she uh that's like that's what really triggers the uh, the full-on like death wave thing is you know just um Real, like realizing that life is precious because of what she's stolen away herself. Where I don't think Zaref actually killed anyone. He was just like, like I think the moment, um, yeah, the moment that it caused started his curse was when like he was being disallowed to research magic. Like he saw magic as this pathway to bringing his brother back. And when he was when that pathway was cut off, at that point he valued life the most because like now it's like oh, like I guess he always had the like because you know magic is supposed to be what you make of it. So he always had this like hope that magic would be able to do anything. And then when he was being cut off from that route, he, you know, now the, his brother that he hoped that he'd been able to see again was lost to him. And, uh, that's when he, he got his curse and started, ki and he killed the whole fucking like Academy of Mages. Um, so yeah. And then Mavis and Zaref are, uh, they, uh, Mavis like sort of goes off for a year in isolation. Um, she she tried to like she yeah she was like I haven't eaten in like half a year done. or something it's like damn yeah it's uh she's having a rough time um but yeah, Zaref says that he's uh see well see now we get a little bit of Zaref's confusion where it's like he's like oh yeah I'm starting a war but I don't like uh death or, or he's like oh yeah I don't take pleasure in war but it is pretty fun which is actually something Mavis has a little bit of herself in too because she does like coming up with these plans and stuff like um. And he's like, oh, I want to see him, see my brother, but I also want to to crush him, or I, I know I want him to crush me. Like Zareth's just, he's he's confused. The contradictions. And, uh, uh, this, yeah, this is where the the uh, 
my question of like how what where does this kind of like uh, get reconciled and or how or in the next stretch of chapters because again translation did not help. See, <laughs> I feel like that this is where like Zeref does seem to be kind of interesting, but because it's Mashima, I'm not sure where he's gonna take this. Um, for me, it was like you know the panel where <laughs> yeah. he's like he's like oh they're you know I'm the emperor these the people are just units pieces on a game board. Um, so it's it's like just. A, so life has become a simulation to him because he's immortal. And it's, it's just interesting to see like how that immortality and I guess like the curse that he has. So it's just like seeing what does this immortal person do who like can't make connections with people because they die. Or in the case of like, you have the contradiction of Mavis where like she's alive, but dead. Like, so she's immortal, but unconscious. So it's right. I don't know. There, there's, there is an interesting idea here. Yeah, there's setup and stuff, but we don't know how it will be resolved, yeah. right? So, but anyway, like Mavis says that she'll reject, she'll she'll accept Zeref, you know, even if the world rejects him, and you know, because and they're they're no longer alone. They're they're they both under this curse. And then the world and, rejects her, and she's oh no. Yes, well, because she, uh, you know, I, or I guess. hmm. I guess the thing is like Zaref values life more, so he he kept his life, whereas Ma- Mavis was killed. Um, kind of, it's it's weird. Because um, yeah, Zaref takes her back to a uh, fairy tale, and uh... so then my thought like this is this hasn't been explained yet. Maybe it's never explained. Um, but the fact that Mavis still exists as the illusion now, like so, like I don't know. Did she create an illusion? Because it was even said that, like, she... Her heart's not beating, but there's still, like, a magic presence or something. So, like, she's not dead dead, but she's basically dead. So, like, did she somehow create an illusion of herself? Because... So, I'm like, how does this (laughs) maven illusion exist? (sighs) Right, right. Like, hmm. Because I guess, like... Oh, okay. So, she didn't actually... Okay, yeah. Because looking again, it's like, um... Okay, she did not, yeah, like, reading, she didn't die practice saying, like, oh, yeah, no, her heart's still beating, so it's, like, she, I guess she's still immortal. Oh, maybe what happened is, like, because she is under the curse of Ansalam. Yeah, yeah, it's the contradiction, so, she so she's dead but not dead, right. alive but not alive. Yes, well, yes, well, because, yeah, that's, that's interesting, well, because I guess, like, I, but I guess because of the love stuff, like, the curse affected her as much as it could, or basically put her to the state nearest of death that she could possibly yeah. be. So it's like she's that's what I that's what I would assume is like um yeah cuz it, it couldn't kill her. Yeah, so she's her, basically in a coma. Uh, but it, but it, yes and yeah, a magic a special magic coma and that's well cuz like they even mentioned like um she's in how, purgatory. Like, they, oh no. Yes. And well this also also this weird like um coalescing of events also caused a uh, lumen history. Uh, so now it's so basically so <laughs> It's so convoluted, it's just hard. So Mavis was like, she's under the curse of Anxalam, and she was turned into a state of, like, closest to death because she couldn't die, but also because Anxalam kills. Um, and then through Prex, like, tampering and trying to keep her alive and making sure, um, or even trying to revive her, um, like... Uh, like Mavis, Mavis even mentioned that, like, oh yeah, he, Hades basically is, like, became, a, like, a genius of magic through, uh, um, you know, from everything. And... Um, but like this, all this, like he, he, like, he's like re- reading it, like looking at like, this changes the fundamentals of magic because it's like, 
yeah, Mavis is now like a battery for infinite magic power, and somehow, um, so yeah, I guess like death plus undeath in contradiction equals infinite magic. Um, so yeah, that's that's the thing that happens. But now we, I get a bit more. Con but yeah, I guess because Ma Mavis is barely alive. Like I hadn't thought about illusions, but yeah, that makes sense. Is well. Hmm, but there's still limits, like, I guess it is because, like, she can't make herself visible to Zareph. Only, that's right, because she can only be seen by people with the fairy tale, uh, the guild mark. So, and Zareph isn't a member. So I did forget, how did I forget about that dumb detail? Like, it's obvious, duh. <laughs> but yeah, Zareph is looking for, um, he wants fairy heart, it's infinite magic. Um, Ma Mavis thinks it's because he wants to defeat Acnologia. Um, I guess, like, you also have, like, go going back to Phantom Lord a bit, where it's like, Fairy Tail has like a, a, an ability for infinite magic, but they're like they they still they refuse to use it. You know, like because again, integrity matters more than power. To in this, uh, you know, regarding just Fairy Tail and their ideals. So, um, like again, with Fairy Law, it's like you don't just use the spell. You have to say, oh, this is the three conditions first, and if you don't meet these conditions, I'm gonna actually use it. Like there's a chance to not be hit by this overpowered magic that fucks over everything basically um that that you don't like um yep and uh so that's about the uh the mavis flash zareth <coughs> flashback right there um after that there's just a bit more spriggan hype where um they talk about what that little they know um and zareth and um you know, Zara's ready to attack with everything. Mavis and everyone's ready to defend the best they can. Acnologia's gonna devour everything. And that is the end of this stretch of chapters going to uh, Alvera's proper. Um, how do you feel about this stretch of chapters? Um, I mean, I thought Fairy Tale Zero was cool. Uh, Avatar was... And then the... <laughs> I don't know, the setup seems like we could have an interesting arc ahead, maybe. Maybe. Let's let's pray. Let us hope. Like, I don't think it's going to be... Because I guess, like, going back to my old opinion, it's kind of it's kind of the thing where it's like... Uh, see, it's I, it's just... It's, it's more... It's got some more extremes. Like, it's got Urza being even more over the top. Um, you know, it's got the, the even more, like, obnoxious fake deaths and stuff. So like this arc is the like the, was the, the the tipping point for the people who'd somehow lasted through the Grand Magic games in Tartarus, um, at least for some. Some people are obviously still going to be okay with that stuff. Um, though obviously my opinion has also changed, so I don't know how I'm going to feel about it like at all. Um, you know, I've already caught on to a lot of like interesting ideas that I hadn't before. There's still the the typical dumbness, and you know some things I don't care for, or don't like. I have no idea how I'm gonna feel going forward into the last arc of Fairy Tale. Uh, this stretch has existed. Um, <sighs> we're almost done. Ah. Yay! All right. So, um, shall we just do arc rankings first? Or yeah. Do you want to go or shall I? Um, I guess I can go first. Uh. Because, you know, the very bottom of the list is obviously Erasion Says, because fuck that arc. Um, are we do are we doing, like, <laughs> I go through all mine and then you go through all yours? Or Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That may... Well, for the, uh, for the characters and fights, we can make... Well, I don't even... Okay, never mind. We'll just do... 
all at once for all of them because I don't even have mine ranked really because it's like it's hard enough to pick. F- I don't even have five. I don't think. Wait for characters or <laughs> so, arcs? Either no for uh, no, I have five arcs uh, for characters or fi- fights. Oh, rather. I thought because yeah. oh that's right. yeah I have nothing for fights. But I have <laughs> like I didn't think of anything over the course of the podcast and I don't I don't know. None even stand out to you. Um, mm, yeah, no, nothing, fine. nothing really. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, so uh, Oration says is your least favorite arc. Uh, keep going. Um, yeah. Then I guess I had Avatar as next lowest because it was just, it's just fights. Like they just steamroll everybody, and I don't. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. the ideas were there. Uh, then I guess Macau. I don't even remember what arc that was. Macau. I didn't hear you. Oh, that was the... the, the yeah, that was the uh, first three chapters. Oh, yeah. It was the yeah. Lucy and Natsu first meeting, and then it was uh, Macau getting uh, with the uh, the Vulcan in the mountain. That's stuff. right. That was like three chapters. No wonder I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yep. Then I guess Lullaby. Um, mm-hmm. That was the one where Natsu did the fire thing on the bridge, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. Uh, I know Daybreak um, was the one with the book, because that's what I had next. I remember that being fine, but that was ages ago, and it was short. <laughs> then there was, yeah. I guess, Galuna Island, because it ended on a weird note with, like, oh, they're, mm-hmm. they had good intentions. Their actions are... The demons and the... Yeah. <laughs> the, yep. Oh, now I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then Phantom Lord, because, again, it was just, like, a fight arc... There were some character moments in there. Yeah. Uh, then I have Tartaros, which is kind of like right in the middle of my rankings because it had some of the good, <laughs> some of the... Yeah, and I guess in your case, the good doesn't overpower the bad. Like with the Grand Magic games, at least for me, it's like the good, you know, is the best at overpowering the bad element, even if the Dragon Festival is... Uh, uh, but yeah, Tartaros... Because yeah, you were pretty unenthused last time, yeah. so that's fair. Um, then I guess it's going. the, the low-key um, arc. Because I don't know. I remember that yeah, being. I remember that being little... good because it was like a short little Loki Lucy arc, and that was neat. Uh, then I have the Battle yeah. of Fairy Tale, which I guess was fine. Uh, or what was that? The, the Battle of Fairy Tale. Rude. Because okay, we learned gotcha. a bit about Laxus, yes. and that was set up for a decent character arc that has been going over the series. Yeah. Uh, then I guess yeah. there's Tenro Island. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. Then I ha- then I had Fairy Tale Zero, which is now okay. Tenro is number five. Zero is four. Uh, Tower of Heaven is three. Um, Grand Magic Games I had at two because it did ha- it was fun until the Dragon Festival. It was yes. fun until it wasn't. <laughs> um, and then Edelis is still ranked as my number one because I remember being consistently interested in that arc and I actually picked up on the theme as it was yeah. happening. <laughs> yes you were that was a good discussion um all right my turn um they're actually similar especially in the beginning or the end rather uh Arashion stace is definitely my least favorite still like you know it's it wasn't as interesting to dig into the villains suck and we're <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right my favorite fight was the racer fight <laughs> ah! <laughs> that is a notable fight i will give you that and i asked for at least notable ones a uh, racer yeah uh Avatar is yeah second least favorite because it's just like yeah it's just like oh the things are happening and there's bad guys who are meh and oh but the, the powers are cool I guess or so I don't know uh, then Macau which was fine you know a fine setup just not really uh, memorable and um, Lullaby 
had some little bits and stuff, and I guess um, Phantom Lord, I guess, had a little bit more interesting conflict, but it still was it, again, it was just the fights. It just wasn't really a lot to grab onto. Um, Loki, you know, good character moments for Lucy. Uh, Lucy's good. Um, Daybreak was uh, maybe actually I'm gonna swap. Daybreak is a little high. I'm gonna swap those two. Um, Tower of Heaven, uh, I put there. It's it's it was okay. Um, Battle of Fairy Tale again. Like Lax's character moments good. Um, other fights and stuff. I don't know. It was fine. Um, Fairy Tale Zero. I'd probably put them actually, actually about equal. Fairy Tale Zero is just you know a solid little thing. Um, then I put Tartaros because again the, it it made me cry. That doesn't happen with Fairy Tale. What the fuck? Um, then I have Adolus, which you know it still it's got good stuff in there. Um, and then uh, you know overall it's just like it's it's a uh, I don't know, see it's a lot of it it's me it's it's just eh. Um, then I guess I have Galuna Island, which again it's more I don't know it's just fine. It's Fairy Tale. Um, then Tenro Island, and then the Grand Magic. Grand Magic games have been my favorite so far. It's just like the tournament stuff is really fun. Dragon Festival is weird, <laughs> but the the, the t- actual tournament stuff was really cool. Good character moments, and some you know some See, of my favorite y- fights. Which I guess I'll go into fights. Yeah, I was gonna say you had going. Tower of Heaven fairly low in your arc ranking. I don't even remember why I have it at number three. That's just like about where I had put it, and as I was going through more arcs, it's got I was our favorite character Jalal. <laughs> <laughs> but just like as I was going through more arcs, I was just I don't know, like I don't know, none of the arcs were partic- like Grand Magic Games and, and Adolus are the two that I'm like, yeah, there were there were cool things in here. Everything else beyond that is just kinda like there it's a mix. Yeah, well even as I was going, it's like just trying to like well I guess like I could like swap this one around. Like I don't have very distinct reasons for why I've ranked the arcs. Yeah, the way they same. Are. That's it's why like, like general I'm thinking yeah, maybe Tower of Heaven could be way lower on my list. I don't even remember why I have it at number three, honestly. <laughs> um Yeah, it's uh and it did have a good ending, um, I guess or like with the them sending off the three guys or whatever, but um and yeah, Alvarez remains unranked because we're gonna we haven't read it yet, obviously. Um, so anyway, fights. Uh, um, I guess as an honorary mention, I did like Fairy Tale versus Hades. Okay, yeah, uh, that was mostly cool. for the cool spreads. Yeah, with oh, all I the thought you were gonna say end, mostly nice. for the bang bang um, bang. And of course, and that that was also really good <laughs> because, like I said, Fairy Tale didn't zero, uh, use it, so Fairy Tale Zero didn't use it, so zero out of ten <laughs> for Fairy Tale Zero. Um, um, Lucy versus Sherry, I think, I don't know, for some reason that fight stands out to me as uh, among Lucy's fights because it's kind of like where she's beginning, like she's really pushing to grow and change for some reason that stood out to me a bit. Um, Gray versus Silver made me cry, as I mentioned, because it, it did, fuck, I didn't expect to cry to Gray. <laughs> Lucy versus Tartaros was also, it was just really cool. Um, a, a, a big character moment for her, and just like she's trying so hard, she's like again she in the Grand Magic game she got the award at the end for like most persistent or something like that. And she's she tries so hard even though she gets the shit kicked out of her a lot. Um, I guess speaking of Lucy, like honestly, just like all of Lucy's fights are notable at least, or not all of them, but many of them. Like I also just remembered um when she's getting the shit beaten out of her by the cane on Tenro Island, and she's just like, Lutonatsu's like, run away, and she's like, I don't want to run away because it's better when we're together, and it's just like, feels, <laughs> feels. <laughs> she's such a good girl. Um, and then the other two, again, these aren't, the, the fights aren't really ranked. Again, it's like, uh, it's even harder with the arcs because it's just like, uh, yeah, but um, the last two fights I haven't mentioned are Pandemonium, uh, Urza, like, I, it's not really a fight, 
but it's fucking awesome either way. It's just Urza versus yeah, the Yeah, it was a really it's cool moment. Real, it's just, yes, it's just really cool. And then um, Laxus versus Raventail, which is, it's like, again, it's also cool. I, I, okay, you know, notwithstanding Raventail's weird handling in the story yeah. in general, like, again, they haven't shown up. They're not going to. Um, even though, like, Zareph had the little Orba imp thing. Um, but it was just a really cool moment for Laxus. It was satisfying. Um, it's just a stomp, but it's, it's just, it's so cool. I like it anyway. And again, great character moment for Laxus. I guess so. I can, I guess Those I can, uh, give honorable mention to, uh, the, the part where Gajil gets like the sword stabbed through his entire arm and then he yes. just grabs the blade and then just beats up the mook. That was, uh, that was cool. Uh, yeah. For some reason. Yeah. That's it's And it's also for some reason more brutal than like when say Kampachi did it or something like, cause it's through the whole arm or something like the length of it. Like, I don't know something about that. It's just more brutal. Um, so anyway, uh, do you want to do characters first? Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I think I figured this out. Maybe, maybe, you know, we could always revise in the next episode anyway, if, if I'm, if I turn out to be wrong, I guess at five, I have, (laughs) I don't know, these could probably change maybe, but I guess Laxus, because he's had kind of a character arc throughout the story. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, because Lexus yeah, because he, he has to learn, um, I don't know, he left the guild, and then he came back to the guild, now he appreciates the guild, and that's cool. Yeah, no, he's good. Um, uh, I guess for Urza, because Urza does all the cool shit. Like, she fights, There, like, the moments where she, like, has blades with her feet, and, like, fights with her hands and her <laughs> legs simultaneously somehow. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous, and I love it. It's so she she's just like constantly over the top, and she has some fine character moments and stuff, especially earlier on in the series. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, I guess three is gray because more recently he's had more to do and he's been cool. Like, I mean, not even just more recently, but like he's been more consistent throughout the story, I guess, because like the connection between Ultier and Ur, obviously, so that had always kind of been going, and then there's the connection yeah, to his father fair. and Deliora and stuff. So it's all kind of. All kind of connects together, I guess. So that's cool. And I mean, yeah, he's he's the ice boy, mm-hmm. so of course he's cool. Uh, <laughs> number two would be Lucy, because she's yeah. had all the best character moments, and she's, I don't know, she she's good. She the, the goodest yeah, she girl. Gets, yes, she gets um, all the fights. Who's number well. one? Yeah, oh, number one's Gajil, of course. The aesthetic of character. Course. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah so he's he's the aesthetic or, or, but also or. he's like the the tough guy who's also got like the the cute side like he wanted he was so passionate about wanting that cat and i don't know he's good <laughs> yes um i wonder how would you rank your aesthetic characters because now you have five you have uh Dedara, you have uh Gein, you have smoker you have um I guess you could say Shuda or like Dragon Form Let yeah, from Rave because you I guess mentioned in both. And then of course, if now, I was to Kajil. rank my aesthetic characters, um, I'd say Shuda's at the bottom. Um, he, he's fifth. <laughs> uh, then I guess, I guess Gajil would be fourth, and then probably Datara, and then Gein, and then Smoker because Smoker's a good boy. Gotcha. Smoker is a good boy. <laughs> so anyway, for my characters, um, can I rank them? Because okay, yeah, I don't have five. If I don't even have five, if I rank them. Uh, Gajil is number four. He, he's again, he's a good boy. Um, he's fun. And again, he's got, he's the aesthetic character, but he's also got the key. Like basically everything you said. Um, number three, I have Laxus. He's just, uh, cause not like, again, he's, he's had like a really strong character arc so far. 
Also, he's just like an aesthetic. Like he's, I like, I just really like his design. Like, think about it. Like the headphones, the coat. He's got like the, uh, the, like, the lightning the coat over the scar is always over fucking, the eye or whatever. Yes, yes, the lightning shaped scar and uh, Laxus is just cool. Um, second is Urza. Um, for again, like the, I, you know, especially like the the pandemonium and some of the some of the not all all the over the top moments do it for me. Uh, like again, Kyoka, I was just like, eh. But um, I also I yeah, I really like her characterization at the start of the series because she is the authority that puts a damper on fairy tales freedom, and you know it is kind of a shame that she goes out of that, but at least it's meaningful. Um, I mean, you you do but, at you least know, get she, like the moment in this arc where she was like, stop. <laughs> yes, she's putting her foot down. She's the guildmaster. Um, yeah, that was is Urza's. Yeah, less she has she's had less good good moments lately, but she's she's Urza. She's fine. Um, and of course, number one, I, I yeah. no surprise whatsoever. It's it's Lucy. She's I've been uh, singing her praises pretty much since we started. She's the goodest girl. <laughs> um, very you know. Uh, I, I'm just surprised. I'm also surprised I have a standout uh character in the first place. You know, I was didn't expect that, but uh, Lucy's good. Um. I guess for some honorary mentions, it's like, uh, you know, Hades is probably my favorite villain so far. Um, you know, it's nice. It was nice seeing him again in the chapters. Uh, Zerif has potential to surpass him. Uh, he's also Zerif, <sighs> so I have no idea. You know, I, he'll, he might be my favorite character, but also my least favorite character. Oh, look, a contradiction. <laughs> um, uh, Levy and Wendy are cute, I guess. Um, Gray and Mira are are they're good. I, I you know I guess I just just to say but like again because I don't have a fifth spot so I'm making concession with all these honorary mentions. So um, yep. Uh, okay, and that's uh that covers it. So yeah, like like we said when we do uh Alvarez, we will like oh uh, I have this other character I appreciate more or oh this fight was cool. Uh, hopefully, and of course we'll slot Alvarez into the rankings with the rest or try because again like we could I could change it up right now if I just decide on like what I value as far as go- goes. But I don't know, it's weird. Um, all right though. Um, oh it's still over two hours. That's not bad for such a short stretch. Um. So yeah, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Yay! Almost done! We're free!